Cats at Night. Now, here's John Katsimatidis. And the man with that breaking news is John Solomon, intrepid investigative reporter of JustTheNews.com. That's JustTheNews.com. John Solomon, what do you have for us? A lot of breaking news on the election integrity front. Late last night, a judge in Arizona permitted Carrie Lake to conduct a trial to try to show that Maricopa County disenfranchised voters, cheated voters of the chance to vote on Election Day. This is extraordinary. It's six weeks after the election, and now the woman who is declared the winner over Carrie Lake, Secretary of State Katie Hobbs, Governor-elect Katie Hobbs, now is going to be cross-examined by Carrie Lake and all the officials in Maricopa County who for a decade have been facing questions about their conduct are going to be put on trial in front of a judge who may decide that election laws were violated and could take some remedy as a result of that. While that's going on in Arizona, wind the clock back to 2020, because in Georgia, the state's highest court, the Supreme Court, the state Supreme Court, just resurrected an election lawsuit accusing Fulton County of mismanaging the November 2020 election. Told an appeals court, you've got to reconsider the merits of this case. It's actually a legitimate case. So the courts belatedly getting involved in both the 2020 and 2022 elections, something that a lot now, of people... Now, in Georgia, are... will that affect 2022 or only 2020? That's only 2020. So uh, that's an old one that's come back. To, uh, two years later, the Supreme Court has said, hey, this, this case which was brought by a a conservative activist named Carolyn Jeffords, has merit. You shouldn't have tossed it out. And that's the Supreme Court of the United States? No, the Georgia Supreme Court. Oh, okay. uh, I think we have to say that. So it's the Supreme Court of Arizona on Arizona and the Supreme Court of Georgia. Right. It's a state judge in Arizona and the Supreme Court of Georgia that are the two actors. Uh, that did this, but a pretty extraordinary moment. The trial in Arizona, it's going to begin tomorrow. It's two days. All eyes of the nation will be watching that. Uh, pretty significant and dramatic uh, legal battle. We haven't had something like this really in the court since maybe the 2000 hanging election in Florida, which, as you know, eventually made its way all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court. But unexpected big developments in the courts on election integrity in the last 24 hours. John Solomon, what is Carrie Lake alleging? that she says that the results aren't accurate. She made a total of 10 accusations in her initial complaint. The judge dismissed eight of them, but said that two of them have significant merit. And one of those is that Maricopa County, either through intention or incompetence, disenfranchised voters on the day. I remember everybody showed up. The printers weren't working. People were stuck in long lines. There was confusion. Many people allegedly walked away and chose not to vote because they couldn't wait any longer having been in long lines. The judge has allowed those sort of allegations to be considered in a trial. Now, the remedy is unclear. We'll have to wait and see what the factual conclusions are first. But if the judge were to determine that a large number of voters uh, were disenfranchised, he could take several remedies. And keep in mind, uh, in one of the races in Arizona, uh, the attorney general's race, the Democrat won by fewer than 600 votes. If the, if the judge concludes there are fewer than 600 votes in dispute in Maricopa County, that race could clearly be put back into uh, motion. And, of course, there could be other, other remedies that aren't, you know, aren't even on the table yet. But Carrie Lake is going to be able to show that Maricopa County and perhaps the state working with Maricopa County disenfranchised voters by not allowing them to vote easily in person on Election Day. And as you know, in Arizona, Republicans vote on the day of. Democrats tend to vote early. 
Staying in Arizona, what is the latest on the case? The governor there, he put up those shipping containers along the border to fill the gaps. The Department of Justice is now suing the state, citing environmental reasons. What's the latest on that case? Yeah, that's winding its way through the courts. So that lawsuit is proceeding. Uh, extraordinary that we're fighting one of the largest scourges of illegal immigration in American history by a mile, one of the largest scourges of drug abuse in America, fentanyl poisoning all across the country. And the Biden administration is trying to stop an effort by a governor to slow it down on environmental grounds, saying that these boxcars that they were using to make a makeshift border uh, somehow harm the environment. That's going to go through the court system. There could be injunctions ahead, uh, certainly a trial ahead. Uh, governors who have tried to act on their own in the absence of action by the Biden administration are getting hampered by the Biden administration and trying to slow this down. And keep in mind, uh, on the 21st, just a few hours from now, uh, it will. Uh, the Title 42 was set to expire. The Supreme Court has put a temporary hold on that. But if Title 42, that regulatory health authority, is uh, allowed to expire, the avalanche of people coming across the uh, border will double or triple, according to customs experts. Now, uh, John Solomon, Congress unveiled a a ten uh, what a one point seven trillion dollar bill. Now, is oh, yeah. it for this Congress? Is it, they're going to try to pass it before December thirty one, or is they it have. for the next Congress? No, this will be passed by the old Congress, but it will dictate how money is spent for the entire first year of the new Congress. Where and, and, and there's an argument the ability. Yeah, there's an argument between McConnell and uh, McCarthy. There sure is. Uh, uh, oh, my uh, God. What's going on? Yeah, Mitch McConnell signed off on a deal with the Democrats that lets them spend all this money, this omnibus money, they call it. Uh, the House Republicans were cut out of those negotiations. Uh, McCarthy says he is standing with Republicans who are seeking to block this. He will work with them and support them if they try to block this from going through. Most likely this will pass even with the fight from House Republicans. And what it does, it has a lot of effect beyond throwing $1.7 trillion more onto an inflated economy. Republicans won't have the power of the purse in 2023 to help uh, as a, a stick and carrot uh, measure to uh, do oversight with the Democratic administration. They won't be able to threaten the whole funds because the funds are already appropriated. Uh, this really is a hamper. And I, I want to remind people of something. It will be 20 years next month that Mitch McConnell joined the Senate leadership, first as whip, eventually as leader. Uh, during those 20 years where Mitch McConnell has had the purse strings of the Senate, the national debt has grown from a little over $6.3 trillion in 2003 to $31 trillion at the start of this fiscal year. 80% of the debt that this nation has accumulated in the last 246 years has occurred on the leadership watch of Mitch McConnell. A lot of House conservatives very angry that he would add another $1.7 trillion omnibus to that record that sounds like a lot of money it's a lot of money they're on a spending spree in their last days in office uh john solomon what's last question what is the latest on twitter elon musk he put out that poll should he step down or not 57 percent said he should now there's some talk that he could appoint a new ceo and of course the yeah. fbi what what's the latest on it well, listen, I think uh, everyone who knew what was going on in Twitter expected Leon, Elon Musk was not going to run Twitter for a long time. He's putting satellites into the sky, building electric vehicles, doing space exploration. Uh, this was a temporary thing. I think he wanted to use his short tenure as CEO to force out all of the censorship revelations that he's done. He was going to hand it over. I think he knew if he put the poll out, 
what the verdict would be, and it would give him that excuse, that moment to move aside and name a permanent CEO. That doesn't mean he won't have influence, but I think he'll be moving aside. As the evidence grows in the Twitter files that the FBI was censoring Americans' uh, opinion on that platform, putting significant pressure to censor the opinions of Americans that bureaucrats disagreed with, a new revelation has come out. Yesterday, we here at Just the News were able to get these documents. Google now has it made public evidence that the FBI and Justice Department spied on the House Intelligence Committee, uh, eavesdropped on the emails and phone, conver- phone data of two House Intelligence Committee staffers that were helping Devin Nunes unwind the Russia collusion thing. So new revelation. You have a whole bunch of censorship going on. Now a little bit of spying on the executive branch on Congress. Devin Nunes furious about this. Several members of Congress promising new investigations. The role of the DOJ and the FBI in colliding with American civil liberties seems to be growing. Twitter, Nunes, I think we're going to learn a lot more in the uh, new year. And John Solomon, something tells me it's not just isolated to Twitter or Facebook. It could get even further, this whole censorship of free speech. But thank you so much for always bringing us the latest news. John Solomon of JustTheNews.com. That's JustTheNews.com. Thanks, guys. Well, that was a lot of breaking news there. And there's even more breaking news. FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried has signed extradition papers. Who He will be returning to the United States. I guess that Bahamian jail, right, wasn't, wasn't too uh, cozy for him. What do you think, Tony Carbonetti? A lot of rats. I don't think they were serving the proper vegan food for him. That's true. Yeah, maybe enough combs for his floppy hair. Keep it right here. Lou Dobbs is up next. Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.